Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hi. Dave. Hey, I hope everyone's having a wonderful week and that you enjoy our podcast. I'm Dave. How you doing? And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things. So, Craig, good one thing. Oh, but I have two things. Okay. My big good thing this week is a game that I picked up as part of the Steam sale. Um, I picked it up today. And keep in mind, I have a kid. So this was essentially during her nap time. But from the moment I put I, I bought it, I played it nonstop for 2.6 hours, which doesn't sound impressive. But keep in mind, I have a kid. So that was all of my free time. So Stacklands is a city building game, question mark. Uh, it, it, it's in the genre of, you know, building your town and and training your villagers and stuff. But it's card based. So you actually put your villager cards onto other cards that happen to be tasks, like a tree. So you could chop a tree or you put them on a rock to punch a rock, uh, as you do. Um, but there's also you get coins from selling items and you purchase. Uh, I mean, I guess they're loot boxes. They're, they're card packs, you know, like you would get uh, like a five pack of cards or something. And you'll get things out of it like you might get chicken eggs out of it or you might get apples or something, you know, whatever, whatever else. Um, it's I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, it falls in a genre. I'm I'm a sucker for card based games. I'm a sucker for your ci- city building type games. And this is both. Um, and I like the exploration type mechanic as in trying to figure out what cards are available because you combine certain things to make other things. Uh, as a really easy example, you combine flint with stick to get a campfire. The game, there are ways for the game to tell you that, or you can explore and figure that stuff out yourself, which is really neat. Um, so yeah, really cool game. It was like, I don't know, 30% off, 25, maybe half off. I don't remember. Super cheap. Uh, it was part of the Steam sale. Uh, so yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's it's like four bucks. It's it's not, you know, it's no vampire survivors, but it's still four bucks. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention is for those of us listeners uh, who I don't think there's anyone on the call right now. It is games done quick week. So if any of you guys are live or will be live, uh, dude, it's for charity. They do it for uh, Doctors Without Borders. And it just started today, a few hours ago. It's a lot of fun. Just if you just Google games done quick, you will find it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Dave, I believe it's your turn to one good thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Indian classical music this week, like from East India. Uh, I don't know anything about it. It's pretty cool. I like it. It's relaxing. I tend to find that music with lyrics in other languages that I don't speak works better for me because lyrics in languages that I do speak inevitably are extremely dumb. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I prefer instrumental music. And if you're 
speaking in Hindi, then it may as well be instrumental to my ears. <laughs> Even with like a vocal part that I don't understand the words. I'm not, yeah. Like I said, I don't really know a whole lot about Indian classical music. Something that I always kind of enjoyed. Neat. A lot of it is instrumental. Uh, so my good thing this week is the Umbrella Academy season three dropped on Netflix. And uh, you guys, you guys familiar with the Umbrella Academy? Is it X-Men? No, no it's Resident Evil. Is no, it specifically not trademark X-Men? Yeah, more or less. It's adults who, as children, were raised to be superheroes. Um, every season, there's an apocalypse that they have to avert. And season three is no different. The world's ending, and they're gonna fix it. Maybe. But they all have, like, interpersonal drama and hang-ups and stuff. Because, you know, they were raised by a psychotic billionaire. Nice. And yeah, that came out on Netflix this week. And I finished it. And this seems like yet another mark against the release everything all at once thing. And a mark I mean, in favor of the, you know, release weekly. So Did, did they release week, uh, weekly or all at once? All at once. So I got it knocked out in like a couple of days. And I have no one to talk to about it because nobody has finished yet. And by the time they do, uh, I will have moved on to something else. Right, right. I mean, I'll be honest, it works out for someone like me who I don't necessarily have a schedule that I could do stuff like I might be free and then I could do a, a, I can binge a bunch of shows or I am like not free. And yeah, but the weekly release thing still lets you binge if you just be patient a little bit and watch it after. Yeah, that's true. Like if uh, that's your preferred way to watch, you can you can a million percent still do that. But yeah, in terms of like fan engagement, yeah, you need the weekly release works a lot better. Yeah, because it gets the discussion and everything going. It's like something like Lost would not have survived this whole thing because Lost specifically was designed for that weekly. Let's talk about it. meme type thing going on. Oh, yeah. No, like when it was on the air, I was like the day after it came out, I was like looking for you know, articles on yeah on, on the episode of, like, breaking down everything that happened, because I missed a bunch, because, whatever, I'm not one of these people who writes articles and pays that much attention. I have, I have articles to read that'll do that for me. So, my wife and I tried to watch Lost, like, we, we have heard the hype, but this was after it was finished, and I'm like, hey, let's just see if it's any good. And we got to, I think, season three, and then we just got tired of it. It was just like, there's there's nothing compelling there. Like, just having mysteries and then immediately, well, I can't say re resolved, but at least getting something immediately, it just, uh, I don't know. There's there's not, no substance there. The thing, okay, a lot of shows tried to take lessons from Lost, and the lessons that most of them took were, let's recreate J.J. Abrams' mystery box, and I hate that. Yeah, yeah. What they should have taken is Lost has the best possible episode format where every episode has like flashbacks for one character and it's and it's just that character's episode like there's the ongoing plot in the in the present day and then your B plot is like all of the flashback stuff. Well, wait a minute Mike, are you saying it's like Stormlight Archives? Uh yeah, I think Brandon actually took some <laughs> <laughs> took some notes from this and like You're the correct notes. Yeah, he took the right lesson from Lost, and everyone else is like, ah, mystery box. Arr. 
Yeah, everybody else was like, let's ask all the questions and have no answers so that whenever we get to the end, it'll be guaranteed to disappoint. <laughs> all right, I think we've stalled for about as long as we reasonably can. Tori's having some internet issues. When she gets back, we'll have her do her good thing. In the meantime, Dave, you want to start us on some chapters? Okay. Chapter 103, I believe. It's titled Hypocrite. Death rattles are from Molatch, maybe. Hangover vision. Is he in Hallandren? What is the most important step a man can take? Gavilar's fun arrow. What? Why would you pronounce it that way? I heard you say it that way once. Gavilar's death put the fun in regicide. <laughs> yep. All right. Do you want me to cap it or are you going to cap it? Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, guys, guys, I have a special announcement that Tori's going to miss out on. I actually read the chapters this week and I have notes. Cool. So you need, you know the thing to not say to one of these bullet points. Uh, so he is in Hallandren. Let's hope so. All right. Uh, so this chapter we have Dalinar who's having what appears to be a vision um, similar to what he has during the high storms. Um, this one of Nohadan. Did I say that right? I hope no, it's so. pronounced no hat on. No hat on. Um, and he actually has a conversation with him, which which is part of the unusual thing, because I, I think when he normally has the visions. I mean, no, that's not true. He can interact with the characters. He can't interact with the honor voice. But anyway, this is just it specifically seems like it's no just actually talking to him. And they um, he, he sees the king as an older man who sort of reminds him of Teravangian a little bit. And um they uh they go off shopping like they just go to the market and you know why have servants do and they could do it and they have a, a good conversation let me see your notes um yeah he's having a hangover dalinar just drank a whole bunch so maybe this is a hangover um i why would he be in holodren uh because there's no head in which is one of the the kings that exists because there's colored cloth oh well silly Lots me colors and there's also statues um Dalinar asks Noah to statues. Wait, I think D Dalinar asks. No, I think Noah. Don't didn't. you remember you left those statues there yesterday? Someone asked, "What is the most important step a man can take?" Uh, just as a reminder, these were the words, uh, the last words of Gavilar. Mm, the most important right. words a man can say is yes. That's what I remembered. Oh, is Gavilar's. Um, Dave, I have a question for you that I yeah. should have brought up like a long time ago. How can anyone tell if I am no hat on? You. Sorry, what? <laughs> Thanks for asking. No, I didn't hear what you were said. What you said because I was also talking. You're welcome. <laughs> I think just continue, Mike. Just continue. It's not worth it. Okay. Um, how does anyone know if no hat on is a king because he can't wear a crown because his name is no hat on? Oh, he wears a crown. He wears like a wrist crown. I'm not sure that question was like worth it either. Gosh dang it. Or he's got like a like a a wreath, like a lay around his neck, maybe. Or a sash. He could have a sash and a scepter. Maybe he sits on a throne. Alright. Dalinar complains that he can't seem to make any uh headway with the the lions, the people that he has. It's just it's just frustrating. The most important thing is they were going to buy ingredients to make pancakes. Yes. Or um, shin bread or something, I don't know. Like I think that. it might actually be pancakes, though. <laughs> now, in the vision, Dalinar does see 
uh, a giant like stone type creature, which is sort of creepy. And, you know, no one else seems to react to it. And apparently that's a representation of something inside of himself because Dalinar realizes that's his pain, his tears and burdens. Um, He calls himself a hypocrite, which calls back a conversation I think he had with Teravangian before Dalinar had with Teravangian, if I recall, where uh, a hypocrite is nothing more than a man who's in the process of changing. So Dalinar said that. Was it Teravangian or was it like uh, Kadash or something? He was. Oh, no, Kadesh hasn't said anything useful this whole book yet. Dang. Yeah, but it's the third book. Get wrecked. Okay. Um. So yeah, Dalinar then wakes up after the vision. Uh, there was no storm, so it wasn't a storm vision. It was just weird. Uh, but then he a realizes regular people dream. He has a new memory, and we won't find out next chapter. Done. Hello. Chapter one hundred four. Strength is Pancake Soup Lady a light weaver? Who is that? I don't... What? Who is I, that? I am also entirely lost. I read this chapter yesterday. I don't know, man. You read Edge Dancer, right? I did read Edge Dancer, yes. Are you talking you remember... about Stump? Yeah, Stump. Oh. No, anyway. Stump is not a light weaver. Uh, okay. Stump can't oh, be Nick. a light weaver. Stump heals people. Oh, so, true. So which orders well, heal people? It, maybe she just makes it look like they're healing people. Edge dancers and else callers? Nope, not quite. Think think about Renarin's or else callers? No, else callers Yasna. And what oh. Shalon tells people she is else caller. I forgot. Shalon tells people um, yes. Shalon tells people she's an else caller. Truth watchers I, and truth watcher. Um, that's it. And edge dancers. Uh, I knew it was Renarin. I just I forgot what uh. You could just said the order of Renarin or something. That would have been fine. Renarin weavers. Renarin weavers. Anyway, um, so this is a Navani perspective chapter uh, where she's meeting with the high princes, uh, the Alethi high princes. Uh, Essentially, she's taking over for Dalinar's duties um, because, you know, he's he's busy. (laughs) You said duty. You said Dalinar. He's essentially in mourning again, which... Uh, let, down, this is rough guys like for Dalinar like he he went through that once in his life right and now he has to go through it again like over time he's just getting these memories back it's it sucks yeah. and then you know add on to that relapsing into alcoholism yeah so um so yeah th- th- there's discussions of stuff with the uh Alethi high princess um she also goes to the library where Yasna is doing a translation of the gemstones and she reads Navani reads Yasna's notes and it seems to be talking about like different spren or something like that. Um which is weird. And then uh that yeah there's a there's another night radiant proto night radiant on the way, right? Like they say something about from Az- Azimir is on the way, which I think is Dave's is pancake soup lady out light weaver. Yeah, they talk about I thought they said uh, they were describing her sprint and they were like, oh, it looks like it looks like when you look at a bright flash and then look at a wall and it's all wonky or something like that. It looks like that one Pink Floyd album cover. So light weavers, we know what they look like. The cryptics, they're they're fractal. It sounded like a a description of a cryptic, but maybe like I guess it could have been a truth watcher one because like, you know, we've never seen that guy. 
We've never seen uh, Renar and Spren. Numihuka Makiaki Ayalunum, or we can't even see Renar and Spren. I would specifically say cryptics look like either a raised type, uh, a raised texture that's on whatever the cryptic hack happens to be on. Or if it's standing up, it looks like a, a black ink fractal pattern. Yeah. Uh. I would not call. I would not say anything about it being a bright flash of light or anything. Okay. So, what kind of sprint do the truth watchers have? They have one that looks like a looks like when light shines through a prism. Oh, are they light sprint? Prism mm-hmm. sprint? Actually, don't no. remember. I never I remember sprint. what the name of the actual sprint is. Uh, they are miss. Yeah, miss sprint. Like from Scadrial. <laughs> yeah, sure. If that helps you think of it. Oh, the mist is invested. If on you want to call them mistborns, I mean, that's fine. Well, think about it. Like as far as um, as far as Cosmere is concerned, the mists on Scadrial are basically Sprint, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like so, the same type of thing. Okay, so but, the mist on Scadrial are um, Preservation's body. The Sprint on Roshar are part of Honor's body in a sense. So. I could see the connection there. I, I I don't think it's very strong because they they act and are different. I mean, the fact that Sprint have a cognitive or are mostly on the cognitive realm and have a uh you know, they have their sentient, I think that makes it very different. But then again, what would happen if preservation slash uh harmony were dead? Maybe the same thing. Who knows? Did they have Sprint before Honor died? Yes. I, I think Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Yeah, I believe Spren did. did exist before there. They definitely had Spren before Honor died. And when did Honor die? I don't know, like a day or two ago? Something like that? <laughs> All right, Nightblood. Okay. Ask, ask Nightblood for, for more okay, details there. Nightblood. <laughs> uh, I don't, are we allowed to give Dave a real answer? He, he should know, right? When Honor died? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that we know no. We have a pretty good guess, I think. Before all the uh, the, the, like the Oath Pact, right? Well after the Oath Pact. Oh, really? How about uh, before Aheratium? After Aheratium. Um, Honor died sometime before, during, or after the False Desolation. The Recreants. Oh. It is after, but the timing is questionable. Okay, well, they had to have had Spren before then. They did have Spren before then. Yeah, the Knights Radiant were well-established by then. Yeah, well, they had to be established in order to murder all those Spren. Yep, you got it. (laughs) Figured it out. Just so you guys know, this isn't relevant to the conversation, but my cat just woke up, and she is deciding to make it my problem. (laughs) That's such a cat. Anyway, uh, next chapter? Chapter next, 105. Dash, title goes here. Spirit, mind, and body. Gavilar is dead. Ketek, petrification ceremony. Yasna reads some book. I think it's called The Well of Ascension. A farewell to King. Dalinar doesn't forget what Evie said about the old magic yet. Oh, get wrecked, Dalinar. Um, Memory. So we now have the flashback that Dalinar mentioned he finally had. Uh, this one of Gavilar's funeral. Um, uh, one of uh, the ardents. Most but... people only have one. So why do they call it a funeral? 
So one of the older Ardents is preaching while talking about Gavilar and then trying to be all funeral-ish. Um, and... Speaking of funerals, make sure you go to other people's funerals. Otherwise, they won't come to yours. It's true. Uh, it's it's funny that Downar, looking for actual peace of mind, I think at this point, he asks the Ardent what will happen after the Tranquiline Halls are retaken just to have peace and rest. And instead, the Ardent's like, don't worry, there'll be another fight. Like, it's like everyone thinks they know Dalinar is like this bloodthirsty guy. And really, it's he's not always like that. Um, they read a Katek. Uh, this this one, the one that that is noticed, at least referenced in the book, is from Navani. Uh, a Katek is read sort of the same forward and backwards. It's uh, essentially symmetrical, which is cool. Um, so Downar leaves in the middle. Oh, sorry. Uh, I jumped ahead. So they soul cast Gavilar's body into stone as a little representation of since he's a king and reunited uh, Alcar. And so, yeah, he, he's, his body's just turned into stone. Then Dalinar leaves and he hears uh, Yasna. I'll just spoil it right here and there. Uh, Yasna reading from something. And it turns out she's reading not from the Well of Ascension, like Dave thought, but the Way of Kings. Started with a W. It's another book we have read, yes. So she's reading that. Uh, it's all about Kaladin and Bridge Four. So Downar got to, to learn about it. It's pretty cool. Um, but essentially, Yasna reading it to him was sort of like their funeral, their farewell to Gavilar, if you will. Um, so that, I think, is that, is that the first time? No, he has heard Way of Kings before this point, right? Like, Or is this one of the first times he's actually hearing it? This is definitely the first time he's paid attention um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Gavilar had it read to him a couple of times. Um, and then finally, at the end, he, Dalinar decides to make some sort of plan because he was thinking about the old magic that Evie talked about before. So, there are thoughts being made. Alright, Dave. Chapter 106. Law is light. All life works in concert, except men who refuse their place. Fifth ideal. Nin is not only a skybreaker, but also a skybreaker. Nin will read to Seth the prelude to Way of Kings. Uh, so this is a Seth perspective chapter um, where he's having a conversation with Nail, um, who he calls Nin. Um, Sword Ninny. They're in Marat, I believe. And it's just, it, I guess they... It's like some backwater town. It's sort of like, why are they coming here? And it's really that there's there's some law to be dished out here. Um, but there's lessons to be had. Uh, Nail mentions that Seth will be taking his third ideal soon. Uh, and then he briefly talks about that he has taken the fifth ideal. So the heralds represent the different Night Radiant orders, uh, typically in the powers and the seems like the deals that they tend to follow but nail himself has opted to actually take the ideals and bond a sprint like that's unusual for well as far as we know it's he's the only herald to do so um and he has reached the fifth ideal um the i am the law ideal i am the law uh it was you know from 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 judge dread judge Remember? dread yep with uh stallone yep yeah L -A W. And then at the end, Nail is going to talk about the Aritium. You know, however you say that, that isn't how I pronounce it. When the, when the heralds lay down their honor, believe, and also refuse to die. 
Save that one guy. The, the Everyone best, but that one guy. The best one of all. I mean, their plan sort of worked. <laughs> yeah, because they had the best one who wasn't even supposed to be a herald, essentially he holding everything back. I mean, they did it the Taravangian way. Yes. Yes, they did. Which should make you think, if if Taravangi would do it a certain way, it's not really a Night Radiant way, is it? I don't know, it depends what order. But no. Taravangian is very much, like, even, okay, even else callers tend to, like, flirt with the ideals a little bit, um, with, the, with the first ideal, I should say, since that's the one they all say, but... Taravangian is very much an ends justify the means type person and he's a diagramist. He is a diagramist. So if if it's a Taravangian way, you're definitely not following a night radiant type order. Alright. Last chapter? Um no, let's just finish with chapter one oh seven. We'll read the last chapter later. Okay, sounds good. Chapter one zero seven. The first step. Ba'edo Mishram is town's counterpart, I guess. All right, let's talk about that. Uh, the answer is no, but you know what? It's a good there, guess. There is a definite counterpart for Ba'edo Mishram amongst the heralds, but it's not town. Okay, well, it's like they haven't seen Ba'edo Mishram for a while. So I was like, well, maybe it's town's counterpart because, you know, he's like the odd one out of the heralds. Um, doesn't Edo mean light or something? Or... Because Edo is Edo or, or Joy. Oh, or yeah. No, no, no. It's, like it's, born it's German for the Bart the. Oh, like, I do. It's no, is, is Adolin born into light? And is Edo the born unto part? Well, no, because Renarin is he who is born unto himself. I okay, think. so it's the Lin part. And Rin and Lin are, I guess, okay. the same, just transliterated differently. I found it. A doda means light, and lin is born unto. So it's a doda is the full meaning okay. of light. So that that explains doda, but explain League of Legends. Um, there's a bunch of guys, and they kill bots, and then they kill each other, and then you just do it over and over again. And there's like regular damage, and then there's special damage, and then there's true damage, and you can do all of them, and you should do all of them, unless you only do one of them. I don't think Garen does any magic damage anymore. He used to do magic damage on his ult, but I think it's all true now. Alright, that explains the pre-text, uh, the pretext that's going. Don't have any assumptions with this chapter now. Stormfather prefers Dalinar to Oblivion. That's the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said to him. I mean, that's the nicest you're going to get out of Stormfather. And Where will the Voidbringer strike next? That is the nicest thing that anybody has said to Dalinar in a while. No, I'm sure Navani has said some nice things. Behind his back while she was giving him a back rub. Um, where do you think the Voidbringer is hey, hey, next? What? Uh, sorry, uh, I want to go back to your Bay in a Mishram question. Sure. Um, you do know more. There is more that you know. In chap the chapter 80 epigraph specifically says, I will quote it to you because I have it open. Bay in a Mishram has somehow connected with the Parsh people as Odium once did. She provides void light and facilitates forms of power. Our strike team is going to imprison her. And then there's there's more. Like each eighty one, eighty two continues. So there you go. I've answered your question. Maybe bay means void or like negative light or something. Or by Ada is like void light or something. Anyway. Void light mishram. Continue. 
And we all know Mishrak was thrown into the fiery furnace in the book of Daniel. And as we all know, to blave means to bluff. Sounds so Carolian. Uh, yeah. Yaakoved? Nah. The place where the Everstorm hit worst, which I would guess would be Shunavar. Uh, seems like Shunavar is easy pick pickings right now, especially if you can fly over the mountains, but... What do I know? Dalinar is the tactical genius, and he says that they're going to attack Phelan City. There's an oath gate there. They're devastated by the Everstorm since it was all open sea from uh, the west side, right? So they're going to start mounting defenses for Phelan City. They've got, uh, I guess, Carbranth has some boats, some like merchant boats that they're going to repurpose into a navy. And Dalinar's men will... I guess become sailors, and that's gonna work out somehow. <laughs> They're great on land, though. All right. So now, uh, Taravangian did not expect Dalinar to be a good man. The diagram is ruined. The only thing that can save it is Machiangian. Dalinar wants to dismiss Kadesh and the Ardents. Dali want to storm Memal the bad guy. Uh oh. <laughs> Dalinar has recovered. I Taravangian. <laughs> Taravangian can't understand his own bullet points. Come on, Taravangian. I know. I I feel that. Um, Maleta is a divider. We heard about this surge before division, and it it's like it's like burn and stuff. Well, I don't know. I guess I guess fire and smoke are two different uh, elements. It's it lets certain. you write it's... on. It lets you write on tables. Yeah, it's it essentially burning wood. It's ruin the, the shirt. Ruin the surge. Yeah. So is this a fire thing or a smoke thing, I wonder? Aren't they two different uh, gemstones or whatever? They're two I don't, different what do you call them. Yeah, I don't know what the gemstones do for soulcasters because I learned from Yasna and not from an ardent, but uh sounds good, Dave. What's the but wait, what's the, what are they called? Like fire and blood and The wind. Ten Essences. Essences, right. So is this and her sprint is an ash sprint named Spark. And I wonder if Ash Sprint ever goes to try to catch that Pikachu sprint that uh, has been following around Venley. I don't know, but I think it fell from the sky that one time. Yeah, in the Cosmere. All right, so this chapter is another Dalinar chapter. Um, so he wakes up after having his funeral flashback, and he's actually feeling a little bit better. He wake um, up, he grab a brush and put a little makeup. He shaved himself, finally. I mean, he was getting a little patchy there, so thank you, Dalinar. Um, keep it clean-shaven, because note to all of you budding fan, fan art artists out there, Dalinar likes it smooth. I am not changing how I say that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced there was a way to say that that wouldn't be upsetting, <laughs> and, you, and you just, you went right around it. You, you, went, you went straight to the most upsetting way to say that. Dalinar is a smooth criminal. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, he sees Taravangian because uh, Taravangian was requested to leave as well because uh, he's he's not too bright today. Um, but that's okay because they will go together to the 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 big alliance meeting that is happening. Um, so you know they they like where the heck have you been, Dalinar? It's been a week. Like what's happening? And he tries to explain himself, and Fen is like, no, no, no. Because she cuts right to the point. Um, so there's a little bit of back and forth here. I don't think you bullet pointed any of that. Um, but essentially, they're looking over the plan to protect Yaakov Ed, And 
Dalinar's like, okay, what did we miss? There's something wrong here. And then he realizes that Alethi are amazingly good at fighting in Yakuved because that's all they've ever done. And if you want to... I like the way they came about that. So basically they're like, he's racking his brain trying to think of like, what are what are we missing here? So they go have a lunch break. And during the lunch break, uh, Yasna gets into an argument with Eli and the other guy that doesn't like down, like the high prince. Uh, Ruthar. Ruthar, the orange eyes. or He's got the orange eyes, I think. I think there are multiple chapters this week that introduced Ruthar and said he had orange eyes. But... Uh, Anyway, so he's like, oh, you're out of your element. Yasna has been fighting on this battleground for decades, decades. And then it clicks. He's like, the Alethi have been fighting in Yakived for decades. There's no way the Parshendi would be dumb enough to strike there or listeners or whatever he calls them. So in answer to your your bullet point, um, we did have a chapter talking about the Everstorm hitting Thalen. And like that, that was the whole like you know, down arc came to, like, come repair and stuff. Um, they were hit especially hard because Thalen is on, I guess, so it's on the eastern side of Rochar, but it's, like, on, on a, a peninsula. Coast. Yeah, it's on the west coast of, a, of the peninsula. And considering, like, if you treat the Everstorm like a hurricane, it's going to be very, going to hit very hard from, like, the ocean that's to the west. Everything that they have set up there is to protect them from high storms from the east. So they were hit especially hard. Shinovar is surrounded by mountains. So even, yes, they're technically the first ones hit by Everstorm, but even still, when it hits them, it's not as bad as anywhere. Well, as they. I I thought that, uh, I I was thinking it only had mountains on the east side, but. No, if you look at the map, it's, there's like a circle. And if you're, if you're having trouble remembering that, that specific chapter, it's one of them where Dalinar forgot he had another son. Hey. Oh yeah, that narrows it down. Oh, um, yeah. So anyway, they they were hit hard, and that's when he realizes that's the place you hit. They have an oath gate, uh, navy. You could strike from anywhere. They gotta protect them. So the uh, listeners that. also did like just acquire a bunch of ships, right? They have the ships. Yep, they have a navy. Um. So yeah. So they're they're making claims, and and Dave, one of Dave's bullet points talking about how you're gonna. Tr- teach Alethi how to actually sail. They're not going to sail, but they do have to fight ship-to-ship battle. Like, that's just what they have to do. They are, you know... They got sea legs, man. They're going to have to get sea legs. Um, Dalinar talks to Kadesh, and he's like, you know, this this is hard for you. Uh, I'll, I'll release you. Because, as a reminder, in the Vorn religion, Ardents are owned, they're essentially slaves. Uh, they're owned by different nobles and whatever else. So given that Dalinar was excommunicated, he was like, I release you. But then it's like, that's besides the point. We're here to actually help the people that are with you. That's that's what we're supposed to do. Um, yeah, and causing a church schism might not might not be good timing for that. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's some religious quandary issues happening here. Um, and then, you know, Dalinar questions Stormfather, see if there's some sort of uh, leader or commander that that he knows, but you know, Stormfather doesn't know much of anything uh, at this point. Um, okay, then we switch to Teravangian perspective, uh, where we get confirmation that he's a little more on the compassionate side today. Uh, but essentially, they're talking about the diagram, how it's a shame that Dalinar. So essentially, Teravangian's plan was assassinate Dalinar. Graves's plan was to assassinate 
uh, assassinate Elokar and promote Dalinar to being leader because that was his interpretation that Dalinar needed to lead the coalition. Um, so we essentially have what Graves wanted, but not in the way that Graves wanted to happen, if that makes sense. If you wanted so, Boash to kill the king, it happened exactly how he Well, uh, they don't know that yet. <laughs> I I yeah. think part of Graves' plan was to also still be alive. So, you know. <laughs> that was part of the plan, yes. No plan survives first contact with the enemy, as they say. Um, yeah, and then essentially they're making plans. Uh, there's a discussion with Malata, who is the Dustbringer uh that that works for the diagram uh and she's all about like make the world burn type person oh yeah that's cool and they're planning something for downer who knows poor poor downer and And as they say mike's turn and we end this week's chapters on a chasm hanger Mm, just how we like it tory grams part of this balanced breakfast yeah tory had some technical difficulty so unfortunately she's missing this week but any questions for Dave? Nope, I'm I'm pretty good. All right, uh, we're just ending today. No spoilers. Correct. We'll catch up on more spoilers next week. There'll be more to talk about next week. All right, Dave, you get to sign off with us. Goodbye, Internet. Bye, Bye. everyone. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at @CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is "Traveling Made Up Continents" by Gillicuddy used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.